You guys heard about this thing going around? Maybe you've heard of it, the coronavirus? Shaking a lot of hands before mass here. <laughs> All right, so doctors say three things about it. They say that you can get the coronavirus and have it even before symptoms appear. So some of you people might have it already right now. They have declared it a pandemic, which means, it comes from the Greek word, pandemic means all, pan, and then demic is people. So all people can get it. It's a pandemic, and it's, it's going around. So they, the second thing is they said there are things that you can do to protect yourself from it, right? So I'm sure you've heard of these before. If you haven't, here you go. It's like second grade. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. So don't touch your eyes, nose, and mouth this entire mass, all right? Stay home when you're sick. Cover your cough or sneeze with the tissue and then throw the tissue in the trash. Clean and disinfect frequently any touched objects or surfaces. And clean, spray, or wipe everything down. So that's what you can do to prevent it. Now, what do you do if you have it? Here's, here's what you do if you have it. First of all, you've got to have a fever of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, a cough, some people might have a sore throat, and some people in severe cases might have a difficulty breathing. So if you have any of those symptoms right now, raise your hand and we'll get you to the hospital. So people are they're urging people to stay home or to go to the hospital. Finally, the virus, uh, um, so all those things apply to the coronavirus. Now, you've probably heard that more people die from the flu right now than the coronavirus, right? So there are things that are more serious than the coronavirus. And I would offer something that is far more serious than the coronavirus for all of us, and it is a pandemic that's going around, and each of us has it. Anybody know what it is? Sin, right? So sin is far more of a pandemic than the coronavirus. And it's something that we're all infected with and something that we're all struggling with. And I kind of want to go over those three points, um, the same three points. So it's contagious, even before, the, even before the, the, the symptoms are visible. So even if people can't see the symptoms, deep down in each one of us is sin. And it's already a pandemic, so we all have it. We were born into it. We were uh, born into it with original sin since the fall of Adam. And so we heard in the first reading from the book of Genesis, the woman said that the tree was good, good for food, pleasing to the eyes and desirable, gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it. And she also gave it to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And the eyes of them both were opened. From that moment forward, sin entered the world. And then we hear in the gospel, or in the second reading from Romans, through one man sin entered the world, and though sin, death, and thus death came to all men, inasmuch all had sinned. And so all of us have, ex have this experience of sin. And we hear that in the, the gospels and the temptation that Jesus was the first to overcome sin for us and overcome temptation for us. And he shows us what it's like to not give in to temptation. So there are things you can do to protect yourself. What can we do to protect ourselves from sin, from this horrible virus that's going around? So first of all, it's to follow what Jesus did in the gospel today. 
And more so, it, it was what Jesus didn't do. He didn't give in to the temptation of the enemy. So after he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and he was hungry, the devil appeared to him and said, here are these stones, turn these stones into bread and you can be satisfied. And it's important what Jesus didn't do. He didn't give into the temptation. He rejected him. And the second temptation was he took him up to the parapet, the top of the temple, and he said, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down and let the angels catch you to prove who you are. And Jesus didn't throw himself down. He didn't give in to the temptation. And finally, we hear the third temptation. The devil comes to him and he says, if you just throw yourself down and prostrate yourself before me, you can have all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus doesn't do that. He doesn't give in to the temptation. And for most of us, and especially during this season of Lent, it's about what we don't do. It's about not giving into sin. It's about not giving into temptation. It's about not doing whatever it is that we resolve not to do at the beginning of Lent. Now, it's important that we know that there's different types of sin. There's venial sin and there's mortal sin. So venial sin is like sin that is manageable. It can be taken care of. Every time you come to receive Eucharist, your, sin, your venial sins are forgiven. It's kind of like the coronavirus. Most people will have the virus and it'll go through them and they'll never have any symptoms from it and it'll go away. But then there's mortal sin. Mortal sin is deadly. And so mortal sin is any grave or serious sin that we participate with in our lives or that we give in to in our lives that is deadly for us. And there's only one way to get rid of that sin. Anybody know what that is? Confession, right? So we're called as Catholics, especially once a year, to go to the sacrament of confession. And Lent is typically the time that we have to do that. So if there's any serious or grave sin in your life, I just invite you to the wonderful sacrament of confession. And so we've all been infected with this virus. And for some of us, it may be a serious infection. But the good news is, unlike the coronavirus, there is a cure for it. And that's ultimately Jesus. And he came to show us the way to overcome sin and temptation in our lives. He came to show us how we can use um, disinfectant and sanitary and, and get rid of the sins in our lives and truly live the lives that we're called to live. And those of you that are preparing to receive the sacraments, the catechumens and the candidates, this is especially a wonderful time for you of renouncing sin and turning away from that and coming into the gospel faith. And we'll do that in just a few minutes with all of you. So I invite you this season of Lent to think about what you're doing or not doing, more importantly, if you've already made your resolutions or if you haven't, I think it's so important to think about the three things of, of Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. These are really the antidotes to sin. So if you haven't made a resolution to pray every day, I invite you to do that. Make a resolution to set some time every day to pray. The second thing is to fast, to give something up. And, and to go without something. So it's saying no like Jesus did. It's, it's, it's giving something up. And then finally, almsgiving, to make sure that you give in some way to the poor. In the gospel, in the scriptures, we hear that one act of charity wipes away a multitude of sin. So the season of Lent really is a time to sanitize, to be sanitized, to, to free ourselves and clean ourselves from any sin that we have. And I just invite you to take every opportunity that you can to really enter deeply 
into this sacred time and these 40 days so that we can all join ourselves to Christ and be freed from sin.